Good morning, Chair City Church. So good to connect with you today. Thank you for joining us. It means a lot. It is encouraging when we see those views click up and we know that you're out there and you're with us. Now, sometimes we are faced with extraordinary events. So much is happening. A lot is happening in a small amount of time. And it doesn't take too long before you sense that you just can't handle all that's going on and you feel overwhelmed. Some of you, even right now, are feeling overwhelmed. Others are on the brink of being overwhelmed. Like, okay, if one more thing happened, just one more, I hear one more thing, you know, yeah, it's just going to push me into that place of feeling overwhelmed. We have different ways of dealing with that, of, of coping with it. Uh, Christy, my wife seems to have a particular routine. I don't know. I don't even think she might implement it for the sake of guarding against being overwhelmed. Uh, but but I, I think it has that effect. I mean, not that she would ever, you know, need to worry about this with four kids, homeschooling, a crazy dog, uh, you know, helping lead a church of several hundred people and, and me being her husband. Uh, the, the, the latter part of that or the end of that is, a, is enough to feel overwhelmed at times. So, all that's going on in our world right now, in your world, it would be reasonable to come to a place of feeling overwhelmed. Today I'm going to read from Psalm 61, and I want to talk with you about how to deal with being feeling overwhelmed. And in Psalm 61, we have David who is king, and he's working through this time in his life of being overwhelmed. The Psalm 61, verse 1, says, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I want to pause right there. We need God, you and I, to lead us to a higher place just as David did. You and I need to be led higher. David's turning to God. He's crying out for help. He says, I'm overwhelmed. I'm having these feelings of being overwhelmed. And I'm calling out to you, God. I'm asking you to bring me to a higher place, to that rock. You know, there's a saying, and it's rather common, uh, it's, almost exclusively to Christian circles, to church um, communications jargon, if you will. And it's that God will not give us more than we can handle. You'll never hear me say this, and it's because I don't believe it. Now, this is one of those moments where I really would enjoy you being in front of me and seeing how you respond in your faces, uh, your facial expressions to this, huh? I never, I don't believe it, and I never say, I don't say it I, because I don't believe it, and that's because God often gives me more than I can handle, and, and not like, you know, a couple of times in my life. Like, I, I think more than not, on any given year, I hit one or two, maybe, you know, a few seasons or, or, or days or weeks where I'm like, all right, I'm in a place where this is more than I can handle. God, who's guiding, leading me, is giving me more than I can handle. 
The truth is, God will not give you more than he can handle. And not only does it make more sense to me, not only does it seem to line up with my experience in my walk with God in these years, but it's also supported by the Bible, by God's word. You see, it's expected that I'm going to come to the end of my resources. It's expected that you would have limitations, that you're a human being. And when that happens, when we come to the end of our resources, when we realize there are, we're, we're limited, that brings us to this place where we can cry out to God and ask him to lead us to a higher place. That, 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 that's a good moment for us. Can you imagine that right now? I mean, really, can you pause and kind of just filter everything out? And can you imagine God taking you to a place that's beyond yourself, that's beyond your limitation, that's beyond your current circumstance? God leading you and guiding you and establishing you in a higher place that's beyond where you are. Now, in today's culture, in particular in church circles, it's common to see people content to live within the boundaries and limitations of what they can handle. And we see people living out their lives in a way that sort of limits them, meaning they're living out their lives based on what they think they can do, on what they think they can handle. And that cliche kind of smooths that and gives that a way of thinking a safe place to hand, to land, and lends it a hand as well. But, but really, it establishes a kind of incomplete or false narrative because then we're, all that's going on, we're going to filter it and process it and internalize it in a way that we understand it as, hey, can I ha- I'm going to handle this, what's happening, what's going on in the content of my limitations, in the content of of how I think, in the content of who I am based on my past, based on my current circumstances. That's what I can handle. And and God wouldn't give me more than I can handle, so, so we're good. God is calling you beyond that. He's, he, he, God wants to bring you beyond that to a higher place. And if we don't think this way, if we don't adopt this mindset, we're going to miss some of the greatest things in life. Let's live beyond ourselves. Let's pause today and just cry out to God. I'm feeling overwhelmed, God. Lead me to a higher place. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You are born again. Paul is telling us, if you believe in Jesus, if you're born again in your spirit, then with your mind and your heart focus on things above, on eternal things, on heavenly things. Do not give your heart to the things of this earth. God is calling us in these words, in this scripture, to live above the things of this world, to the ongoings and circumstances that this world brings into our lives. 
when we set our mind on things above, then we are in a better place to deal with being overwhelmed. I didn't say you might not get overwhelmed. It certainly could be a nice buffer, you know, to that. But again, you're human. And this way, this mindset, this place of where your heart is, is going to help you deal with being overwhelmed. It's going to make you stronger spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And in living out this way, you, instead of gathering regrets from your actions and attitude of, you know, that would result from being overwhelmed, you gain peace. Instead of regressing because of actions and attitudes from being overwhelmed, you wind up being renewed. Instead of damaging relationships, you improve them. Instead of getting less out of those things that are most important in your life, you gain more. In these difficult times, God today is calling out to us. He's reaching out to us. He's inclining to us. And he's calling us to be attentive to him. And he wants us today to call out to him from the depth of our heart to lead us higher to lead us to the rock. He wants us to just be real and raw before him. God, Holy Spirit, you are with me. And it's just so much right now. I mean, work, the kids, the home, the uncertainties, the money. I don't think I, I just can handle this much longer. I, I'm, I'm just sensing I'm overwhelmed. I'm having a hard time keeping it together. God, lead me to the rock. God, take me to a higher place. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? Because it is good. Because you were made in a way that when you heard these words, it would make you feel good. It sounds empowering and freeing because it is. And isn't that better? To live this way and be this way than, than flipping out, than losing it, than imploding becoming overwhelmed, depressed, and anxious if you sense you are overwhelmed or getting overwhelmed. Get to a, pl a quiet place today. Spend some time with God and call out to him and know that he is taking you beyond your circumstances and he's taking you and leading you to a higher place. Now, I've told you before that, that I won't get out of bed in the morning before I say a few words to God, before I acknowledge God reminding myself of who he is. Now, sometimes it takes me a bit, as I mentioned, and I spoke about my wife, Christy. You know, now, now for me, I won't get out of bed. When, I won't get out of bed, as I say before, I acknowledge God. And, and, and what I do is when I, when I do that, I'm kind of cultivating Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your straight paths. I want to walk the straight, productive path that day. I won't get out of bed until I acknowledge God. Now, it takes me about a, a, a half a minute to do this. Uh, you know, on a morning where my mind is going and it's an overdrive, you know, before I even sort of wake up, it might take me a few minutes before I can kind of settle in and again feel that I am acknowledging God. Now, however, my wife, Christy, her routine is a bit different. 
She gets up in the morning, every single morning. She gets her Bible. She gets her devotional. No matter what's going on, sometimes this encourages me. Sometimes it can even irritate me, actually, in a crazy morning. God have mercy and forgive me. So she sits there for anywhere, I think on a short side, 10 minutes. It's probably closer to 15 to 20 minutes. On a busy morning, I could go in and out of the room two, three times, and I'll see her sitting up in the bed, reading her Bible, and looking to her devotional and going back and forth. Now, this past week, it was the last week of my uh, semester. I'm, as many of you know, I'm, I'm going for my master's in counseling. And the, it shouldn't have been my last week, but the professor graciously gave me an extension of, a, of, of several days to get in my final paper. Now I have a 12-page paper research due. I had it due. And Christy helps me with my grammar because at times I speak Brooklyn, especially under stress, rather than English. And she also helps me with bibliographies and citations, which I, I consider like a curse. Now, my son Justin's in college well, and he's finishing up his work pretty much simultaneously, and Chrissy's helping him. Jason and Janelle, they're in a, uh, a driving class, an online, like online driving school, and they're now preparing that these same days to take an important test that they have to pass, and, and she's helping them with uh, homeschooling as well, a little bit in the background. And then there's Joy, who she's homeschooling day to day while this is going on. Then we have our dog, who is barking because no one's giving him enough attention, and that's just how he is. Then she recalls it's her dad's birthday, Thursday. I'm really focusing on Thursday. This was going on and off throughout the week, but now it's Thursday. All this is going on on Thursday, and she realizes that it's her dad's birthday, and she really isn't prepared as she would like to be, which is rather fine with me because he just painted my beehive like a, a fluorescent yellow, but that's another sermon for another day. And, and, and she's texting on and off some people from the church just to encourage them. And then a woman in the church uh, comes into our driveway. I think one of the kids come in and, you know, tell Christy and I she's working, help me with the paper. Uh, you know, uh, someone's here. And Christy gets up and walks out. And greets the woman, she, you know, just she's sweet, she's smiling, she's gentle, she's kind. I mean, like, just there was really no transition, just smooth as ice. And I'm thinking, you know, and the woman came to bring us homemade donuts. Uh, that, that, that was the, her purpose of her visit, to bring these homemade donuts. Now, they weren't cannolis, but they were really good homemade donuts, like Krispy Kreme standard. So, you know, that was cool. I'll take it. And I get up knowing that, you know, it would be good for me to go out and, and greet the, the woman. And it's nice to see, to see people from, from my church. But before I can go out, I got to sort of get up. I go into the bathroom quick, throw some water on my face, you know, gather myself, take a deep breath, and now I'm ready to go, huh? Have you ever seen me overwhelmed? <laughs> you have, haven't you? Have you, ever, have you ever seen me look like I'm overwhelmed? You have, haven't you? Have you ever seen Christy look like she's overwhelmed? Have you ever seen Christy overwhelmed? It is rare, man. It's like one of those uh, pennies from uh, 1943. We know that because we were having fun with my father-in-law on, on his birthday, celebrating. We go back to that year. And I guess there were these pennies in 1943. They, they made them because of what was happening with the war. They made a lot, most of the pennies were steel-coated. They're worth a lot. But before they started doing it, they mistakenly made a batch that were copper from 1943. I mean, it's rare. That's about how rare it is to see Christie overwhelmed. 
Christy spends time with God, and in doing that, participates in, joins God in leading her to a higher place. So in a sense, Christy lives above the circumstances. Today, this week, when all this stuff is going on in your life, and it's making you feel overwhelmed, spend time with God. Read Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, from the depth of my heart, I'm calling out to you, God. As my heart is growing faint, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When you do this, you're going to have a time of what is known as mindfulness, where you can begin to feel yourself, really physically feel yourself settling in, calming down. You're going to be able to cognitively in your mind begin to make more sense of what's going on and all this is going to bring you to a better place in your thinking and where you are feeling spiritually you're going to be strengthened you're going to feel that strength coming over you and you're going to realize that you are in the presence of the almighty God that he is with you and that he won't give you more than he can handle Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 says, he, Jesus, is before all things, and in, and in him all things are held together. Wow. Jesus has come before you and me in all of this. Jesus is holding all of creation together. It's okay to say, I can't keep it together, but God, you can. Jesus, you are, and you will. I want you to grasp what's going on in all of this as you're living this out, as you're practicing this. You are creating a safer place for you in your life, this place of refuge for you to be able to see it all come together in God's divine way in your life. Let's read Psalm 61, verses 3 and 4. It says, For you have been my refuge. David is saying, a strong tower against the foe. I live to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. In order to deal with being overwhelmed, you want to take refuge in the right place. God is calling you to the right place of refuge today where you can find shelter in the place of the presence of God. David says, I'm going to dwell in your tent forever. He's speaking about the tabernacle. The word here used for tent in the original language is mishkan. mishkan. It's Hebrew and it means, it means a dwelling place. The tent David is talking about here in Psalm 61 was the place where the people of Israel would go to meet God. David says, David, I, David says, I will dwell in your tent forever, meaning I want to be forever meeting with you and in your presence. And I wish to get shelter in the place of your wings. Jesus said in Luke chapter 13, verse 34, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, reject what God is telling to them. How often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects the chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. I want you to pause right now and imagine that you are sitting before God 
You are sheltering in place, and God is gathering you, bringing you closer to him. Like a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wing, closer to her to care for them. Can you imagine what those chicks feel like when that mother hen brings them right alongside of her? Can you imagine what it feels like even right now to sit before God and see him drawing you closer to him? Your God, your creator, your heavenly father drawing you right now closer to him, caring for you. It makes you feel stronger. It makes you know that you are stronger. You can, you're going to think better. You're going to act better. You're going to feel better. You're going to achieve better in the midst of all your circumstances. You will deal with being overwhelmed in a better way, a way that glorifies God. That sounds great because it is great. Now, for some of us, and I know this because it, it happens to me, it really was a way, a prominent way in the way I live my life, but it still happens to me. Uh, you know, we don't necessarily turn to God for refuge. We turn to other things for refuge. Now, I've been saying in these times that God is doing something extraordinary in the face of extraordinary and unthinkable times. And, I, and how this is a real opportunity for renewal. You see, there, now, there is a God and there is a devil. And, he, and, he, and they are both at work. And if you don't believe in God, then really just I, I invite you to just follow some logic. Do you believe that there is good in this world? Do you believe that there is evil in this world? Where does the good come from? Where does the evil come from? Next, consider humanity, the history of humanity. That in the most trying times and the most kind of difficult circumstances, right, we see increases, measurable, noticeable increase in both the goodness and the evil in humanity, right? We see in times, extraordinary times of struggle, of difficulty, we see people being more selfish than usual, more hurtful, neglecting others, hoarding, rude, stealing. Do what they tend to preserve themselves, to provide for themselves. And then we also see a noticeable increase in the amount that people care for each other, be kind to each other. My neighbor said hi to me. Someone I barely knew dropped this off or, or, or gave this to me. We see people helping each other out, bringing food, doing yard work, people helping one another with finances. So yes, this is in a time of good battling evil and vice versa. This is a time for renewal and that God, Holy Spirit is working in us. God is working. So is Satan. So is the devil. And he's tempting us and you. He's taunting you and he's accusing us. You remember, Satan tempts us to accuse us. And in all of this, we can be overwhelmed. And we can turn to God, but in the midst of this, sometimes we can turn to other things. And when we do that, it's sad. And it can even be devastating. You see the stats recently? They are sad. Drug use is up. Overdose is up. If you are struggling with drugs, 
contact us. Please reach out to us. We want to help. We can help. Domestic violence is up significantly. If you're being hurt, if you're being hit right now, and you hear this, please contact us. We want to help. I believe we, we can help. It's better for you, and it's better for the person who's hurting you. Suicides across the world are increasing. If you are in a, a place of thinking of ending your life, uh, that you're so overwhelmed that you, you just can't do this anymore, you want to end your life, I'm saying this. I'm not telling you that you're not overwhelmed. I'm telling you there's another option. It's better to take that option. Call out. Reach out to us. Contact us. We want to help you. God loves you. He delights in you. He created you. Your life is precious. No matter what's going on, no matter how horrible it might seem and uncertain it is and the future might seem daunting, that's a life that God has given you and it is precious. It's a gift from him, and he delights in you and loves you and wants to see himself glorified in your life. And he's a God of redemption. He brings beauty from ashes. Now, one more day. Live one more day just reaching out for help. We're here for you. In times of being overwhelmed, don't turn to things and ways that's going to bring you harm and hurt the people you love. David, King David, he wrote Psalm 61, and he, and he didn't always find refuge in the right place. He at times turned to things that were not of God and were destructive to him as well. Now, he eventually would come back to that right place of refuge. He eventually would shelter in place alongside his God. Now, I share this passionately with you because it's, I've lived it out in my own life. Even after I've come to decide to trust and follow Jesus, decided to come to follow and trust in Jesus, I still at times have turned to things that are less than what God would have for me for refuge. When things got, get really hard, I get overwhelmed. As I, I do get overwhelmed. And sometimes I might get anxious. I might feel, be filled with a little bit of fear. And then I take action. Meaning, I take control. I'm trying to make it better. I, I need to bring resolution. I need to know that it's going to be okay. And really, what's going on is that in my head, I'm, my head and my heart is more concerned with the problem than with focus on God. And then that becomes a greater problem than my current circumstances. I'm telling you what I know when I live myself. Today, turn to God in these times of being overwhelmed. Shelter in the right place. Take refuge in your God who desires to bring you close to him today, to care for you, to strengthen you, to, to love you, to make you a mighty warrior in these times of battle. We have a saying here at Church City Church, run to the battle. We are in a battle, and remember, we win. Let's read Psalm 61, verses 5 through 8. For you, God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Increase the days of the king's life, his years for many generations. 
May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Appoint your love and faithfulness to protect him. Then I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day. What we hear David doing here is practicing the presence of God. David saying, I'm going to live my life dedicated to you, focused on you. And this is significant because it nurtures and protects an environment of being in a higher place and remaining there and staying there versus trying to shelter in a place that's apart from God and turning to things that aren't of God and making things worse, more complicated, not just only now, but then going forward, coming out of this in a worse place than you were going into it versus coming out of this in a greater place. Huh? Practice the presence of God. And we want, you to, we want to help you to do this. In a time of being overwhelmed, sometimes it's hard. Like you don't know where to step next. You don't know what to hold on to, how to get some traction. We want to come alongside you, and we are coming alongside of you to help you. We've decided to extend our online life groups. For those who are joining us for the first time, we have small groups that normally would meet in people's homes and maybe here in our building during the week. Smaller groups where things you can do in groups and circles that you can't do in rows. We've extended these. All, they all our life groups have gone online, and we're extending these groups to the ending of June right now, and we're adding new groups. This is a tremendous opportunity. We have a group for couples. I mean, it's like about maybe 14, 15 couples that are part of this group, and they're talking about what's going on in their marriages, their life. We have a prayer group that's going so well. We have a Bible study. People are opening up the Bible and talking about it and, and learning. There's a, we call it an unpacking our Sunday sermon group. So people, I believe it's uh, tomorrow night, will come together in a Zoom and talk about, you know, what I've shared with you today and inspire one another to get me some more cannolis. If you haven't joined a life group, do so today. You can go online to our webpage, chaircitychurch.com. Scroll down. And, and also on that webpage, you're going to see as you scroll down, an extensive amount of resources for you, for your family, for your kids. There's a, a message from me this past Wednesday. There, there's uh, items, videos, resources from the Kids Church program for, for the kids. They're doing, again, a great job. There's a, something for, we call Right Now Media, and you have kids' cartoons and Bible studies uh, and, and, and messages, thousands from people all over the world. You can go to a place where you can ask for prayer, and, and asking for prayer mean also asking for help if you have a certain need. And we have a saying here where we like to put legs on our prayers, right? There's a place also there for you to give financially to your church, to, to what we're doing. And again, as always, from a place of joy, you are, you are joyfully glad that you're participating in God's presence in this way. You're honoring God in this critical area. And as I have had the pleasure and the benefit and privilege of doing it is I thank God for what you as a church are doing in this area. Meaning you are, you are practicing the presence of God by the giving of your finances. And by doing that, you're not giving an, an opening to Satan 
to the devil to do any evil, to take advantage of this time when you're being overwhelmed and would look to maybe protect and do what's best for yourself. But no, instead you're trusting in God in this critical area of your life. And again, I'm saying from joy, not obligation, not pressure, not manipulation, but from joy, you are practicing the presence of God. Now, there are other ways quickly that we want you to continually to practice in the presence of God. You can go to our webpage at the top. You're going to see 40 days. Uh, you're going to see 40 days or momentum, 40 days momentum. If depending on your browser, you might have to click on an icon to have it drop down. And there you're going to see uh, you can join a devotional group that comes in every day. You're using new version, a Bible app. Uh, you can jump into a freedom experience, which is kind of a course. No grades, just you and your pace interacting and, and learning how to overcome addictions, emotional uh, things that have held you back. There, there is another resource to give you financial instructions and help from Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University. It's a worldwide renowned um, course of study in this area. But what you're doing is saying right now, God, I'm going to set aside time and energy I want to be committed to you, God, in all areas of my life. I want to practice the presence of God like David was in 61. I'm overwhelmed, and I, this is how I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to practice the presence of God in every area of my life. And as you're doing this, you know that God is guiding you to a higher place. And this is how you're going to deal with being overwhelmed. Now, I want to pause and tell you that there is this link down underneath my message. If it's not there, it's going to be there at the end of my message. And I want you to prepare to consider that link. I want you to prepare to take a step that I believe will change your life. Whether you're somebody who is joining us and you don't believe in God, or you're somebody that's been kicking the Christian thing around for a long time to one degree or another. These are trying times. These are uncertain times. Uh, you know, and, and what they do is they kind of reveal to us, they show us where we really are, are at in our relationship with Jesus. How we're truly governing ourselves and have been governing ourselves in our relationship with Jesus Christ. This is an, a time to see, to find our identity in Jesus, to confirm that our identity truly is in Jesus. You don't need to turn to other things in this season in this time, for your identity. When you look back, and even as you're looking now at your calendar, meaning your time, at your bank statements, when you consider your words and your actions, how you're governing yourself, when you stop and examine your thoughts, do they indicate, do they confirm that I identify with Jesus Christ as my Lord and my, and my Savior? Your occupation, your schooling, your relationship with a particular person. Do not let any of this be your identity. Don't be led to trust on or in these things more than God. They will not take you to a higher place. They will bring you some temporary soothing and some temporary help or relief, but they will not take you beyond yourself. They will not take you to a higher place. This morning, do as David did in Psalm 61. Call out to God. God, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the higher place. Who is the rock? What is the rock? The rock 
is Jesus Christ. He is the rock. He is the rock of all ages. God is calling you this morning. He is reaching out to you and drawing you close to him. This is magnificent. He created you so this could happen between you and him. And he enabled this to happen by the giving of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross for you, for the forgiveness of your sins, your sins and my sins. And because of that, it enables us to be gathered close to God, to come close to our Heavenly Father, to find shelter, to find refuge, to find shelter in the right place. Early in my message, I mentioned uh, about a time where I came in my life to follow and trust in Jesus. I use those terms, follow and trust in Jesus, because it's personable to me. You see, I believed in Jesus most of my life, but I did not follow him. I did not trust in him. I did not identify with him. But right now, you can make the decision I made 27 years ago in my late 20s, where I decided that I was going to now follow Jesus. I was going to trust in Jesus. Right now, you could realize that there is a God and there is a devil. There is good and evil. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And you can say, today I am choosing heaven. Today I'm deciding to follow Jesus. Now to do that, you must trust in Jesus, in his death on the cross for your sins and mine. And it's a beautiful thing. It means we've chosen paths and we've gone after targets that are not of God, apart from God, and more damaging to us than glorifying to God. And we're going to end that way. You're going to end that way right here, right now, in this moment, today. You're going to choose heaven instead of hell. You're going to choose life instead of death. And you, right now, cry out to God and say, God, I need you within yourself, even if you're sitting there in a room, perhaps you can even say it out loud to you and God. God, I need you. Today, I turn to you. I turn to you, God. I'm tired of turning to everything and everyone else. Today, you're my God. You've created me. I'm turning to you. I want to live knowing the higher place. I want to go to that higher place, my God. Today, I trust in Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, you have begun a new relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, if you have come to this wonderful place, at the end of my message, very shortly, scroll down, and you're going to see a link. Uh, and it might be a link, uh, also a text uh, number. Um, and you can jump in there. And once you come, it'll lead you to a form, a simple form. You can fill it out and send it out to us. We thank you for taking the time to do this. It's encouraging to us. It will certainly empower us and enable us to encourage you. And also, if you're a first-time guest here or you've been here before and you have not scrolled down and clicked and filled out the we call our connection card, please do that. It really does. It means a lot to us to know that you've joined us and you're out there. And again, we can kind of connect with you, not overwhelmingly, but from time to time, maybe once a week, just to let you know what's happening, what's going on. This morning, you and I, let's turn to God with all of our hearts. 
Let's be encouraged. Let's be uplifted to know that God is leading us to a higher place. And, and he is our right place of refuge. And, and, and he is the right place to shelter in or to shelter in place. And that it's in his presence that God is with us. And in his presence, we can live out our lives in these difficult times. If you have a need, let us know. Let me know. Really, truly, we want to be the church in these times. And many of you are doing that. And I'm so glad, I'm glad when you reach out to us and to me. I miss you. I'm praying for you. I yearn to be together again with you. To God be the glory.